to the program. Glad you're with us. Now, this hour of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows Doors of Wisconsin. Ten years. 2.99% Pella Windows and Doors can go into your home. Coming up here in just a few weeks, I, I finally get to the final door. Of, uh, of my entire house is going to be replaced. So all my windows and doors will now officially be completely done. And uh, if you uh, we're going to actually, I think they're going to shoot a television commercial in the house of this. So look for that to be coming your way at some point in October, my assumption would be. But I'm looking forward to it because I, I, I when it comes to sponsors, I put my money where my mouth is. And Pella Windows and Doors are fantastic. And uh, they make your house more economical. They make it more valuable. Uh, they Every one of those windows and doors in the home operates smoothly. I can do a video walking. Not that you want to see every one of my windows, but they operate smoothly. They're a pleasure to open. They're a pleasure to close. They lock. No problem. I mean, they're all perfect. And they have been for years. So I cannot wait to get this final door replaced uh, to completely seal up the great room now. And come winter time, it's like, bring it on, man. Bring it on. I'm good. I hate to say winter because it, it sucks, but I'm um, to the point where you say bring it on. Go to PellaWI.com. You can get 10 years, 2.99% locked-in financing. 10 years, 2.99%. Go to PellaWI.com. That's P-E-L-L-A or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Okay, here you go. Here you go. So... Earlier today, you know, I came in today, like many of you, ready to talk Packers and Brewers. Brewers stunk over the weekend, losing two out of three to the Cubs. That game on Saturday was awful. And then it got into the discussion of what's good, what's bad, why did they blow it up, why did you get rid of Hater? We all know why. It's all because of money, you know? So Rowdy, who is is producing the program as we speak, uh, on the morning show out at the Zone in Madison, I'm listening. And he starts to go point by point. This is the reason he's a Brewers fan. And then this is the reason he's not a Brewers fan. So sit back. And if you're a Brewers fan, listen to this, and then we'll discuss when it's done. Listen to what he had to say this morning. This is this is fantastic. All right, initially planned, uh, Rowdy's vacation day is coming up tomorrow and Wednesday. He was going to take those days off because the Brewers are playing against the Dodgers. 9-10 first pitch both nights. So Rowdy, you know. Wanted to work his vacation around the Milwaukee Brewers late game so he could catch him. Rowdy's no longer a Brewers fan, though. Now a Braves fan. He swore off his allegiances, but he's still taking his vacation days. And rightfully so. Will you be watching the Brewers, though, Rowdy? No, and I did not watch one second of the Brewers game on Sunday. Kesson here a homer twice. I did tune in on Friday. I did tune in on Saturday, and I've seen all I needed to see. And <laughs> I am just officially, mentally exhausted, mentally fatigued with the Milwaukee Brewers, with their owner, with their front office, with their manager, and with their players. You're done. All of it. Done. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. And I want to say, I kind of want to mention why. Like, how have I gotten to this point? Let's let's hear it. Ebo, would you say that out of pretty much everyone you know, I'm one of the biggest Brewer fans that you've ever met? Well, Follow the Brewers cl- closer than pretty much everyone you know. I, I would say yes, but you've given up your allegiances. Like, you're done. But yes. Pre-Saturday. If I were to say, like, you've seen the movie Rain Man or maybe Russell Crowe with a beautiful mind, I'd say you go Rain Man on the Milwaukee Brewers or you're a beautiful mind like Russell Crowe on the Milwaukee Brewers. If you go back it's borderline to, autistic sometimes. to 2017 and you think about where the Brewers 
came from. In 2016, 2017, they started making those trades, kind of unloading house with the Gomez's of the world, the Mike Fires, kind of some of the uh, some of the players that had any type of potential they were starting to get rid of because they were going through that rebuild. Yeah. They brought on guys like the Travis Shaws of the world in 2017 that showed at moments that maybe he could be a full-time player and gave him an opportunity. They had the Orlando Arcias of the world that was a top 100 prospect that had a lot of potential. And they threw this, at the time, seen as a ragtag team out there in 2017. Yes. They ended up being pretty competitive, having a decent season, narrowly missing the playoffs. Just missing. They drafted that summer a guy named Keston Hero. Kestaddy, baby. Who I absolutely loved and thought it was a great pick as a flyer. Jury's in. Keston can hit. Then you turn the page to 2018 before the season starts. They acquired Christian Yelich that I was very high on. Thought, yeah. thought that You're one of the first guys to have his jersey. At the time, with what he was doing towards the end of Mo- end of his time in Miami and then coming into Miller Park at the time as a left-handed hitter that was continuing to mature, thought that he could go from a borderline all-star to a perennial all-star. Yeah. Then they signed Lorenzo Cain, a guy that I absolutely loved when he was a young brewer, when he was up in, in September's for the call-ups and thought he was going to be a great player only to be traded. Yep. All, I remember all, all this. Remember in yeah, 2018 remember. when I said, give Jolice Chassin the benefit of the doubt, give little, Wade little Miley the benefit of the doubt, I those do. guys are going to be actually be decent for the Brewers. I do. Because everyone was everyone throwing them in the trash. Yep, falling off the cliff over. You said, hey, just hang on. In twenty, ever since twenty eighteen, I love Corbin Burns. When everyone threw him in the trash in twenty nineteen, I said, "Don't, don't do that." So soon, this guy's got a ton of talent. I remember, like I've been through all of their stuff, and then at the same time, that window opened for the Milwaukee Brewers in twenty eighteen, where all of a sudden they made some of those moves, some of those guys started to pan out, and next thing you know, you're in Game Seven, the NLCS against the Dodgers. I think the window opened before David Stearns and the Brewers really thought it would. But all of a sudden, here we are. Mm-hmm. The, the the window's open. But now, when you look at it contractually, roster-wise, that window ends in 2024. And, yeah, without your big guns. And that's if you let all of those players basically walk. Yeah. And we know that being a small market team, you're you're not one that can let all of those players walk. You You can't just let... Woodruff all of a sudden walk to free agency and not be able to sign him. You have to trade him away. And if you look at it that way and say, we need to get something for these players, you know that 2024 isn't the year that ends your window. You got to do it a year before if you want to get something for him. Yeah. So that leaves us at 2023. And now we're in 2022 with a team that was expected to win 90 games this year, win the central. And yeah, have they had some bad luck? Sure. They've had guys not necessarily play up to the back of their baseball cards. Have they had injuries? Yeah. We talked about how four of their top six pitchers have been down. But I can't get past the fact that when you look at the timeline that they're on, the window that they have, being a guy that's followed so closely saying, stick with this guy. Or how about even go back one further? Remember when all the fans were clamoring (laughs) for Josh Hader to become a starting pitcher? And I was like one of the only people on these airwaves. I was like, you'd be stupid I would to say move him out of a, a the, relief role. The only guy you never stuck with was Ryan Braun. 
And that was because he threw you in the trash. He threw the- <laughs> remember when everyone was saying... I remember. I mean, my member berries, Rowdy. Yes, I remember. Josh Hader, need to make him a starter. And I literally said in, in 2017 summer, you just watch. Brandon Woodruff's going to be a way better starter than Josh Hader ever would be. I remember. He's probably going to be a two in their rotation sometime. I might have been low on Woodruff. He's probably a one. Yeah. I remember but all no one ever mentioned any of that. I follow this all the time to a T from the minor leagues, everything from basically 17 when I started working here. Like, don't get me wrong, Ebo. I was following it before them. Oh, yeah. But where you actually have a voice to say, hey, this is what they're doing. Hey, chill out. This is this is guys going to progress. And you've seen it all the way through and you've sat there and stuck up for guys that ended up being good or that you've seen flashes from. And what did the organization do to you? But you see now that all of a sudden when they're in first place by three to four games, they're approaching the trade deadline. They trade away their all-star closer. They don't go out and acquire a bat. They didn't do anything but essentially sell and punt on a season in which you're coming up to the end of this window and running out of time until you're going to have to go back, rebuild, and be a crappy team again. But you actually never, ever went all in. Never. How am I supposed to root for that? How am I supposed to get up to go watch a game? You, You literally didn't see it through. You always kind of just dangled the carrot in front of the fan base. You kept dangling, dangling, dangling. To be completely honest, it annoys the crap out of me. When I finally, for since 2019, have been called, this is just an example, have been calling for guys like Keston Hira to get full time, full playing time, to get full at bats, to finally see this through and to give them a shot at producing. And. Since 2019, the organization hasn't given him the real true opportunity of a full season to do that. But yet they continue to throw out guys like Christian Yelich that struggle at catching shallow pop-ups and then throwing it in. (laughs) They continue to go with a guy that it it doesn't make any sense. But the thing that angers me the most is then then you have, you know, these pundits, these, we'll say, statewide pundits or beat writers that finally start pointing out that Keston Harris should maybe getting it at bats every day. You've been pointing that out for or, years, Rob. Or maybe there is something about his reverse splits. I've been screaming about this for multiple years, and now people start to glob on that it's been correct. I've been here for years. And it's just annoying that you now saw them come towards the end of this window and they literally spit in your face. And then when counsel asked questions about it, he literally still won't talk about playing or giving Keston here a full playing time or that they're looking into things. Your team sucks. You're, what are you looking into? Your center field sucks. Christian Yelich sucks. What more is there to look into? <laughs> Rody, what more do you want? Maybe I'm jaded and has just come to the realization of a Brewers fan that they're never going to win a World Series. And this does it bothersome and troublesome? Yes, I. This was eventually and inevitably going to happen, anyways, for the Milwaukee Brewers. There's nothing more to look into. It's the end of this window. You didn't go all in. You the punted windows. before going all in. This is why I have things. You know what? I throw my hat in the ring to be the next GM, Ebo. And you know what my top <laughs> well, five things fan, would do? Though. You're a Braves fan, though. Yeah, what's your top five? Yeah. One, top five. if I was to become the Brewers GM tomorrow, I move Christian Yelich any way possible. And if I can't come up with a trade partner, 
I literally consider just for my own pride, and so I don't have to watch it. How bad do you have to be before someone says, I can't even watch this anymore, and just straight up cut them? I know that's insane, but man, at what point, how bad do you have to watch someone play before you go, I can't even watch this anymore? I can't even deal with this. Eat, eat the I, money. I, I, I don't have. Sorry, Mark. Good you just got a stake in some Northwich or whatever the hell soccer Norwich team. Norwich City FC. You're soccer? gonna make plenty of money. Just can we eat this so I don't have to By watch the way, this pitiful stuff? R.I.P. to the hopes and dreams of Norwich City fans. Mark Adonazio is now uh, your football director. Move on from him any way possible. Number two. Buy out Colton Wong because he has looked disinterested like the rest of the team this entire year. You have a guy that's a Gold Glove winner, and he can't even field consistently field ground balls and make plays that he makes in his sleep. I'd pay the rest of his salary right now for this season and the two million buyout on his freaking desk in his <laughs> locker room in his locker right now to tell him to go away. You tell him bye. And I don't need well, you for the rest of the year. Bye. Number three, I would just. We don't need to prolong the inevitable. Trade David Sturts to the Mets. Get something back for Can him. Can you trade just yourself? Like he's a, just like he's a player. Can you trade yourself? Matt Arnold's going to write off on It's him. inevitable that he goes with the Mets. So yeah. might as well get some for him right now. Get the, something by the way, for him. He can get out of his contract a year early if the Brewers make the World Series. Brewers aren't even making the playoffs. Number four. Fire or trade Craig Council. <laughs> the Angry Rooster? Seriously. The Brewers legend? If you can't, I'm sure you could trade him. It's just like the GM. It's just like the John Gruden trade. I'm sure with how they talk about Craig Council, I'm sure a lot of teams would love to have him. And how long are you going to let this experiment go with these Brewers rosters being good right, with Craig Council being there until you, you say, mean? we can't win with this team. We can't win with this manager. We need to start something new. We're in new. the golden age of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. You're with in the golden Craig. age of losing. That's what we've been told. We're in the golden age. Fire or trade Craig Council. And number five? This is the only positive thing. Pick up Brad Boxberger's $3 million (laughs) option. So you got to go. Got to end on a positive. Boxberger, you're sticking around. For $3 million, that's a hell of a deal for next year. But I'm serious, though. I know you are. I'm getting tired of we need to figure something out. You need to change something. Stearns is going to walk. Might as well trade him. Got it. You got a decent amount of uh, your top eight or nine guys in the farm system are decent. Maybe add a few more to that. Get ri- right. I, I want someone that's got some balls, not someone that just sits there and takes order from Ananasio. Someone that tells you want, you Ananasio, want, go sit in the effing corner and be an owner and shut up. You don't have anything to do with this. You want someone with some balls, huh? You want Caitlyn Jenner to come in and be GM? Now, Rounds, let me ask you. This next two vacation days, you come how up long, how tonight long, and tomorrow. How long are we going to let Craig Council be the manager? Does he get Us? a lifetime pass? He's only 52. Heard about that all the yeah, time. Yeah, his birthday. It's his birthday yesterday. He got a win on his birthday. What, do we have to watch him manage the Brewers for 20 more years? How many World Series well, are going to Well, it would be the golden age then. 20 years, the golden age of Brewers baseball. If we're going to do it, let's freaking do it. You want to get nuts? Well, well, let's, let's get, get nuts. nuts. I don't want anyone. I don't. You already got. You traded away. Hater. Yelich is locked up, and my God, has he locked the team up, handcuffed them. There's only one player on this roster that I would extend. Corbin His Burns. name is Corbin Burns. Everyone else can get lost. Well, Brad Boxberger, though, we can pick up the option. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the one-year option. But what I'm saying is when their contracts come to an end, you're not looking to re-sign them. All right. Why not completely strip it down? Rowdy, 
Are you going to be scribbling in your manifesto these next two vacation days tomorrow and Wednesday? No, I, what is I'm that manifesto doing, just going to get bigger and bigger? I have these next two days off. I will not be tuning in. Like I said, I would bet on the Dodgers tonight. Not an official pick, but I would bet on the Dodgers. Also, when I come back, so I told you this is the last yeah, full week break. of baseball picks. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is we're going as a friend group. Fuller lost a bet to me. I will not be spending money at Miller, American Family Field. Fuller will be buying my drinks. Does he know that? Well, he lost the bet, so this oh, is actually okay. an easy right. out for him. There you go. All right, did it get out the chest? Kind of. <laughs> Final segment. <laughs> so there you go. That is from earlier today. That was on the morning show, and I thought it was fantastic because a lot of what he said there is absolutely true. Some of the stuff I will uh, kind of take a little umbrage with, but uh, a lot of it is true after watching the Brewers this weekend. Now, I have always said when it comes to Major League Baseball, you don't necessarily overreact or underreact to certain situations because it's such a marathon. But this past weekend, I thought, uh, okay, uh, I was feeling a lot of that. So we're going to talk about it when we come back. Hang in there, broadcasting live here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, at Wild Ridge Golf Course, which is, excuse me, what you're seeing on the Bud Light live stream right now. But uh, I want to get back into this. Rowdy is going to join us live and in person next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Catch all the racing action at Road America. Camping and corporate events available as well. Go to RoadAmerica.com for all the information. Road America, America's national park of speed. Hey, our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery, not snobby, snooty, pretentious, a Midwestern group of people that have charm at its finest. They've won awards, but uh, while it's great, you can pound your chest on it. They don't care. They just want you to uh, kind of enjoy wine and uh, everything up in Peshigo. That's what it's all about. Fun in a bottle. Uh, without any attitude, you can find their full wine and cider lineup in the tasting room if you stop by and get the Bill Michaels deal if you stop by in Peshtigo. Otherwise, grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores all throughout the state, the winery, it's a great place to get away. You got wines and cider tastings. They had a tap takeover this past weekend, live music, private events, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, anytime it's a great time. For Forgotten Fire Wines and Ciders, Wisconsin wine made from Wisconsin people, go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com up in Peshtigo. Great people, great place. There you have it. Rowdy, how you doing? Bill, I still don't feel great. I feel like I could have yelled <laughs> for four hours. If you, don't, okay. if you think I sounded bad then, you should have saw me in my living room on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Well, I can imagine. Because uh, Saturday there was a bunch of us uh, that just could not believe that they ended up losing that game after looking at uh, our phones, if you will, uh, going into the eighth and ninth inning, and then looking at it at the end of the night, just going, "What the hell?" It was. Uh, oh, I watched it. it. Mind numbing. Yeah, it was mind numbing, and it's kind of become the microcosm for what's gone on since the hater trade. Would you not say that's true? Well, the team's been absolute trash since that trade. And it's it's not even the fact that uh, Josh Hader hasn't looked that good outside of a couple outings with the Padres. It's just the demeanor of the team. You showed the team that you punted on the season, and they've played like it. 
the uh, the argument now. First of all, I completely agree, I, and I've said this before that when he gives you two or three weeks that look great and then goes back into the shell, uh, Christian Yelich. At what point? I mean, you're basically running him out there for the money. You got rid of Josh Hader for the money. And there's things that are hindering this team because of money. And I think we can all agree upon that. The other question I have, when because my argument's always been they needed a bat. They didn't need extra arms. They made a bad move based on the dollar. Uh, was there another bat out there that you thought this team should have, would have, could have gotten and did not? Well, I think, you know, there are the names that we hear that are floated out. We always know following the Brewers that um, kind of out of nowhere – David Stearns would pull a name. You're like, man, I didn't even think that guy would be available. But like you had the guys on the surface, like the Brian Reynolds of the world. He was a big name that was out there. Brandon Jury ended up going to the Padres. Obviously, Juan Soto was everyone's huge dream. But there were there were some outfield names like Andrew Benatendi went to the Yankees. Anyone that was on that list upgrades this team. Anyone. And that's the thing that I can't wrap my head around. It's like you get this window Yes, all we care about as Milwaukee Brewer fans is being relevant for the time that we can be. And right now, you're in that window where you can be relevant. We saw you go all in and acquire Mike Moustakis. We saw you make a few moves in 2019 to try and sure up that team. All we're asking for is a little bit. You could have you humored us. You could have added a bat, maybe two. And, you know, say you still fall short. Next season, say you do the same thing, but you fall short. It's the end of the window, and you got to you know rebuild it and break it all. But at least you humored us, and you showed us that you tried to go all in. Instead, you spit in our face and said, but we still expect you to come out to the ball game. We still expect you to buy the beer. Right. We still expect you to be the fan. But you couldn't even go all in when you were telling us that's what you were trying to do. Didn't you feel like that press conference of Mark Atanasio that he had after the trade went down, he kind of threw David Stearns under the bus? 100%. This is a guy that yeah. says, well, you know, um, you know, I don't like to get into the baseball deal. I had nothing to do with this. I didn't know anything about it. I was in shock. But then at the same time, it's the same dude talking out of the other end of his mouth earlier in the season how about when they saw that Andrew McCutcheon was a free agent, he went right to David and said, this is a free agent that I want and that I'll pay for. Right. So right. I guess for McCutcheon, he has some say in free agents and in trades and stuff. But when it comes to the Josh Hader thing, no, don't don't look at him. So first of all, I, I completely agree with you. Now I, the I, I'm getting the uh, Gary and company over on the live stream and such that are saying I told you about Keston here, which I find funny because nobody says anything until all of a sudden he starts hitting the ball, and then all of a sudden everybody wants to point the finger and say I told you so. His splits. Uh, this year are good. I, I can't com- I can't complain because if you put him in a position to be successful, when you look at his splits, he's hitting three oh eight against righties, uh, an OPS of one point oh eight six. You play him against lefties, he's one seventy six. He's nothing. He doesn't do much. Uh, but defensively, he can give you a little bit more. But if you look at his splits, go back a few years. It's just the opposite. Two years ago, he was better against lefties and worse against righties, which is unfathomable because usually a guy just hits better against a particular side of the plate. He's been all over, but you go back to 2020 and he was better against lefties than he was righty. Last year, he was awful against lefties, a little better against righties because last year he only hit 185 against righties and 130 against lefties, and he had over 100 at-bats against righties. So it's been better in that area. But all of a sudden this year he starts to hit righties and everybody says, I told you so. What the hell? So – 
When I was an intern here at Zone Madison in 2017, I wrote an article about Keston here when they drafted him that June. Love mm-hmm. the pick. You don't mm-hmm. go all in on picks, you know, every right. single year saying, oh, I love this guy, especially in baseball. They, they At one time they had 40 rounds and majority of them are failures. They never amount to anything, right? It, that's just mm-hmm. how baseball right. is. That was one right. guy I stuck my hat on. Even when I was an intern and I wrote the article, Keston Hero was my guy. They haven't done anything for this kid since basically he surfaced in the big leagues. If you remember, he was tearing it up instantly, ran through the minor leagues in less than a year and a half, mm-hmm. and then in 2019 is just tearing the cover off the baseball. But then you got to find games with him and, and bring up Travis Shaw with a phantom injury. And then you send him back right. down only to bring him back up and he continues to rake. But you're playing this little, you know, back and forth game with uh, Travis Shaw. 2020, weird season for everybody, right? COVID, right. it was the stop and start, 60-game season. He was asked out of basically half of a year of success at the big league level to be your second best hitter behind Yelich. Not only did right. he fail, but Yelich failed. He actually played yep. better than Yelich and he was still productive. And then we go to 2021. You ask a guy that is is truly an outfielder by trade. You already asked him to play second base. It wasn't that great of a result. Now you ask him to change positions again to first base. The dude is 5'9", five, 5'10", five, playing first base. Tell me the last time you saw a consistent first baseman that's 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and for the no, shorter guys out there, I'm not coming at you because I'm one of you. Like... That's just not, yes. that's just not his position. He's always was profiled as a corner outfielder. And now in 2021 you move him to first base, you see what you can do. But but the thing is his mom had breast cancer. They finally figured right. out that he had holes in his swing. But right now with where he's at, if you gave him 600 bats in the season, he probably played all right defense. It's not like he's going to be any worse than what you see Christian Yelich or Chris Davis or some of the clowns that you let play out there before. You know he's going to get hits you know he's going to he's hit got a better runs. arm than than guy and, and let me go back to Yelich for a second I have seen Yelich throw the ball a couple of times now and I think to myself Gumby has a better shot at throwing a ball to the infield on a one-hop strike than Christian Yelich does it's almost to the point like whatever happened to him internally he's been emaciated so he I just it's it's like just it's like almost embarrassing to watch as a professional ball player I sent out a tweet on Saturday after what all entailed with that game and I said, Christian Yelich is a dime a dozen in the Wisconsin Home Talent League defensively. Mm-hmm. And I think that is factual. I would be shocked. I shocked if you got a radar gun out on Christian Yelich from the outfield and he hit above 80. If you went right now to any one of these Northwood League teams, I in, in the state of Wisconsin in the Northwoods League, you could find 10 guys that are better left fielders than he is. Oh, def- defensively as in just, just the ground that they cover and the arm that they have, easily. Easily. Completely agree with that. So right now, as you said, this team is, is you know not gone all in and they faltered away from where they should be. Um, so if you're now, you already said that, you know, David, do you believe that David Stearns is out the door? He's on his way to New York. I think so. I I mean, it just makes too much sense, right? Uh, Steve Cohen, the Mets owner will do anything to win. He's shown that he's going to spend a ton of money. He's going to, he's going to do what it takes to win. He wants to have a winner in New York with the Mets. David, uh, Stearns grew up a Mets fan. Mm Mm-hmm has talked about going back or potentially working for the Mets or how it's a potentially a dream job. It just makes too much sense. 
Right. So Matt Arnold then would become the, the, the de facto general manager of this team. What do they need? To, because I look at it as, and I'm with you, because to me they chose, okay, we've got starting pitchers that we value that we're eventually going to have to pay over a, a closer who could be a generational closer. We don't know. Uh, we don't know what you know Josh Hader's going to end up becoming. But they got rid of the guy they just didn't want to pay. They couldn't foresee paying an extra four, five, six million dollars a year to get him up around seventeen, eighteen, nineteen million dollars a year as a closer. So that money they, they cannot justify as a small market team. So what do your what in your mind then portrays them as going, quote, all in? What do they got to do this offseason? Well, I think if we started at the trade deadline, it would have been to add a bat or two. Now you look at the roster as is, you gotta figure out what you're doing in the outfield. Hunter Renfro's back. Yelich is back. Well, what the hell do you, are you bringing back in center field? McCutcheon's gone. Uh, Tyrone Taylor and any of those type of players could be gone at any time. You got to look to see what you got in the minor leagues. And you do have four big prospects in the outfield, but are any of them actually ready to play big league baseball at a high level next year? Mm, we'll see. You got You actually have to go get some bats. You got to figure out something. Bryce Terang's probably a guy you bring up at second or third base. You'd ha- you have to improve your bats. The catching position needs to be improved. The outfield, center field majority needs, like, you continue to get what you have in the pitching, but you definitely have to add two bats. Yeah, I, I think, do you, would you go after an everyday first baseman? See, I think Rowdy Telez has done admirably for what he's being for the money he's for what great. he's being paid for what he's asked to do. I think, if anything, how Craig Council and these Milwaukee Brewers front office has used Rowdy Telez, it's actually been a disservice to him because you can see the numbers. Yeah, he's been roughly pretty average when you look at his splits. The same against righties and lefties. He just doesn't have as much pop against lefties. Like you said, Hero's been the one that has been dog trash against lefties. Why does every time you play here at first base happens to be a lefty? Right. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. But that's the other thing with, like, the Hero. I'm not saying Hero's going to be some big-time all-star, that all of a sudden he's going to be a 10-time all-star. I'm saying if you gave him 600 at-bats, you played him in the corner outfield, you made him a DH, this is a guy that's going to tear up pitching and when he gets hot he can carry a team he, he might only hit 250 I, I think his projected numbers for me would probably be like 250 25 to 30 home runs you know 75 to 95 rbis depending on the lineup he plays in and we know there's holes in the swings we know he's going to strike out but we also know he's going to be productive and i'm not calling for him to be some great all-star but i'm saying when you get a kid like that that's got the that pop with that type of talent when he does get hot Maybe he can find that 300 average again, but you got to give him consistent at bats. And, and they've set him up to do nothing but fail. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. If you got any comments regarding the Brewers, by all means, bring it. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, we'll continue with the discussion when we come back right after this on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. Welcome back. Bill Michael show. Now, I do want to say one thing because uh, Ash says, I've been saying here I needed to be given regular everyday at bats since last season and going on and on. If you take away the 2019 season, if you go from then until today, 
He's he's one eleven for five thirty six and a two oh seven batting average. I mean that that's the that's the compilation. So in fi- almost five hundred and fifty at bats, it's a two oh seven batting average. He's not always put in the best position to have success. I agree with that. Okay, but that's a pretty large litmus test when you're talking about almost the equivalent of 550 at bats. It is what it is. He's had his struggles. He comes up. He doesn't do much. He goes back down. Now, maybe just putting him in there every day saying, here's your consistency because he goes down and rakes in the minors. And to the point where I've even said earlier this season that I thought Kesson here would end up being a career minor league hitter because he just hasn't been able to put it together consistently in the majors. You go back through his splits. Years ago, he was better against lefties than righties. This year, he's better against righties than lefties. So hopefully things begin to click, and he finds himself getting more and more at-bats and more and more playing time. And, and I agree with, with Rowdy's uh, sentiment that you can't say anymore, well, we need to look at this. Well, what the hell is there to look at? You've got guys on this team that just aren't cutting it. You're only playing them because of money. That's obvious. You're, and then you go and tell the fans we're trying to win? My ass you are. You're not trying to win. You're playing money. You're playing money ball right now. And you give more dams about the dollar than you do about the W's just by the guys that are actually on the field. And that probably comes from the top. higher. And I know there's some veteran respect and such, as Craig Council being a former player and not that far removed from a clubhouse in that sense gets it. But... I agree. I, they're, they're playing money ball right now, and it's not always the best thing to watch. And as a matter of fact, it's going to piss you off more often than not. So going back to that, Rowdy, before we uh, go to break again, because we're woefully late, but go back to that. You were even talking about it, it's time to just kind of clean house. Uh, not necessarily a full-blown rebuild, but if you're going to do everything, David Stearns is going to New York, Mark Antanasio, get the hell out of the player personnel decisions, and then you take Craig Council out as well? See, this is the thing that I hate more than anything, Bill. It's the people that will tell you they have a solution and that you're an idiot and you're dumb and you don't know anything and this has to be changed. But they have the idea to change it, but they don't actually have the backup plan. You know what I'm saying? Like anyone can yell and scream, fire Craig Council, fire Craig Council. We need to get him out of here. Same thing with Mike McCarthy. But then you have to answer, well, who are you going to hire? That's like that's the one thing. If I'm going to yell that, I have to have a plan on deck, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can't just scream fire, 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 because then you're the cheesehead. Then you're the, like the crazy Milwaukee Brewer Buckethead. Like, whatever. Right. Well, when I look at it, again, trade away David Stearns. You know, pro, we're prolonging the inevitable of him going to the Mets. Maybe add a couple of legit prospects to your farm system. That's right now kind of top heavy. And then I went down the list mm-hmm. and I got to maybe trade or fire Craig Council. And the reason why I got to trade is because I think a lot of people in Major League Baseball, especially with how they talk, uh, they covet Craig Council to a pretty high level, right? Yeah. You no, know, I, I think there's a lot of people that really feel good uh, about Craig Council. Absolutely. So the reason why I would trade him then is because he's still under contract. Clearly, he's not going anywhere, so you could probably get something for him, just like David Stearns. It's almost like the John Gruden-type trade in the NFL. But my reasoning for doing so is, is it just time for a new voice? Craig Council's very laid back. And I think one of the things that also get rid of him now is his quote-unquote top dollar. The Major League Baseball rules have changed to affect people like the Milwaukee Brewers and Craig Council. There is no longer, well, you have to have pitchers in there for three batters. You can't go righty-lefty, righty-lefty after one batter anymore. 
there is universal DH, so it takes away from a lot of strategy of the game. Two things in which Craig Council was very good at, but they're making it more and more like a drunk baby flipping quarters or the monkey in the corner could or the puppet could do the manager's job. Here's the numbers. Mm-hmm. The numbers say this. Now do it. That is a puppet. I, that is a monkey. That is a drunk baby flipping quarters deciding on what to do. Anyone can I do it. I think, though, where he has excelled has been at managing the pitching staff when they didn't have dominant pitchers for a long period of time, and they've been able to do it via numbers. I know they got too cute at times. I agree with that. But I think that's probably the majority of a manager's job when you talk about the manipulation of the numbers and the metrics against matchups as to what they've been able to accomplish. Would you not agree? I would say to a point, but I mean, I really do think the Brewers, if you go back and look at this, they stole a lot of that from the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rays were kind of the oh, first team to go with this, you know, the opener, and we're doing this versus this. And you could even say to a degree the that Rays the Rays and the Astros. I yeah. Mean, go back to the Astros and what they were doing with the sabermetrics. I mean, that's how Altuve found his way into the majors. And you could even go and say, well, you know, the Rays and the Astros, they actually stole it from Tony LaRussa, the first guy to really start going righty, lefty. And it's just an evolution, right? It started with LaRussa doing that stuff, and then it moves into complete sabermetric numbers into the Rays doing complete bullpens, uh, opener games, whatever. We could argue semantics on and on. Well, the reason I'm saying, you know, get rid of counsel is a lot of his things where I think he actually did have an edge are now taken away from him. Yet a lot of these people still highly covet him as a manager. So I'm thinking you could actually get something back and it's not like you're losing a ton. And my backup plan is the fact that I would go and then I would hire Donnie baseball give me Don Mattingly I love him I've watched a lot of baseball I think he is right there with Craig Council as being a really good in-game manager and he's got a little bit of that old school versus a little bit of the numbers in new school he's like an older version of Craig Council but I think he's one guy that doesn't take the crap like Craig Council how many times have we looked at Craig Council all this disheveled and wanting to say something but he knows he can't and then it's just uh I don't know. I'll look into it. Or we didn't play very well. At least I know with Don Mattingly, he's going to tell your ass to get in that corner and shut the F up. Like an old school player that he was. And I Mm -hmm. think there's a little bit of that that needs to be said in in this team with this game. You know what? Ananasio, sit in the corner, shut the F up. You know what, uh, GM? You get me the players. You shut up. I'll manage them on the field. And I'm just going to put it this way. There was a, a, you know, the, the captain, the documentary on Derek Jeter's out, right? Right. You saw, if you've been watching that, Buck Showalter, everyone thinks he's a great mind. He's kind of more of the laid-back, quiet guy. Great baseball mind. Mm -hmm. They needed a change. They had to change to Joe Torre, and then they started winning a ton of championships. Uh, Dwayne Casey with the the Raptors was uh, coach of the year. Took them, what was it, to the Eastern Conference Finals. Had to get over the hump. They hired Nick Nurse. They won a championship. They took, um, when you look at Buck Showalter, he kind of came off as the father, fatherly type but wasn't nearly as into it. Is that the best way to put it? I, I, that was the way I, I took it anyway. That when they finally went to Joe Torrey, Joe Torrey came in with a command of respect, with a lot of knowledge, and a presentation and a personality that was able to dictate what that clubhouse was going to be. I honestly think it would be very similar to go from Craig Council to Don Mattingly with this same exact example with Buck Walter and Joe Torrey. Let's do this. Uh, really late for a break. Good stuff. Uh, let's hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this.
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live. We're at Wild Ridge Golf Course. We're here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, coming up here in just a little bit, uh, about an hour from now, the, uh, the golf outing gets underway. And uh, then afterwards, we have a dinner and or cigar dinner tonight. And a little Q&A, uh, some patio time. going to be a lot of fun. It always is. And then uh, back to Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, I believe tomorrow. Otherwise, we might end up in Green Bay, uh, depending on practice times. And then on Wednesday, it is our first huddle of the year. Thursday night, uh, you got the Packers' final preseason game. And Friday, we're going to bring it all to you and uh, kind of break it down and decipher it all over again. And then coming up two weeks from Sunday, it's the first Green and Gold postgame show. Myself, Mike Clemens, uh, the whole staff back together again this year. And uh, we'll bring you all the post-game coverage uh, of the Green Bay Packers on the road. We will be live in Minneapolis, live at the Ewing Hotel, downtown Minneapolis. We cannot wait to get there. Looking forward to it. I was up there uh, broadcasting live, I guess, about three months ago, four months ago, as a matter of fact. But we're going to be uh, coming to you live from uh, from Minneapolis for the first contest of the season. So that's a hell of a way to kick off the year. We've got huddles in the meantime. So uh, a lot of great stuff going on and looking forward to over the next few weeks specifically. So uh, good, to, good to be out and about here today. Uh, we're going to wrap up this hour, come back. We are going to kind of pick up where we left off. We'll talk some Brewers, talk some Packers. Uh, a lot of discussion going on uh, on Twitter as well. If you follow us over there, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Also, some comments over here on the Bud Light live stream about both that I want to get to. Rowdy, are you done? Is uh, Ebo in now, or are you you, uh, uh, taking off? Ebo's still working on the log, so I'll be in here until he comes back. Okay, we're going to even talk a little more Brewers with Rowdy, who was all fired up earlier today. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Bill Michaels Show live out here at Wild Ridge Golf Course. We are in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there. And Wabam. Go to Get Wabam. W-A-B-A-M. GetWabam.com. That's GetWabam.com. Cleaning products, supplies, ceramics for your car, your boat, your motorcycle, all kinds of good stuff at GetWabam.com. That is GetWabam.com. More of the Bill Michael Show to come right after this.